surprised when Max starts singing a heart song at the food court that turns out to behave last mob so he can proclaim his love for her also leave and Joan kiss now come to your favorite Because this podcast is not mine. I freaking love that song. Okay, here we are. We're back. That's right. We're uh, we're here with uh, One Underscore Podcast talking about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Season 1, Episode 7, I believe we're on. 7 uh, out of not that many. So, like, you know, we're, we're really going through it here. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, this was a very fun and interesting episode of television. I cannot wait to break it down with two of my very good friends. Just going to bring them in. No, no special intro today. Okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. Todd and Lindy, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm not sure how to respond. Uh, nothing special or interesting going on here suddenly. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Happy to be here. Yeah. I think this is a fun episode. Uh, some interesting things going on, uh, some things that questionable possibly, but yeah. Overall, fun times. Lindy? Okay. Wow, that's it. That's all we get from Lindy. Are you a K person, Lindy? Like, are you someone <laughs> who would respond in, like, that short of, of message? No, I would never just send the letter K. You would um, never just send the letter K. Uh, right. Todd, would you ever send the letter K? No. Do either no. of you two think that I would just send the letter K? No. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. None of us are K people. It's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's probably a good thing overall. Um, I, uh, <laughs> we're just like getting ready to it. I, uh, used to date someone who was like a K person. Uh, I don't think that she ever like just said K, but like that kind of vibes of like one word, you know what I mean? Like the, not like big paragraphs or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't work out. So, you know, that's you. <laughs> probably all you need to know about that particular situation. Why? I don't know. <laughs> the letter is Y. That, yeah, just that, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good one. Is that, that Y for you know yes what? or Y for? <laughs> I don't was clapping at my joke. That was good. That was really quick. That was good. I, I like that. That's good stuff. Um, okay, we're here to talk about season one, episode seven. Um, overall, kind of a fun episode. I have a few. Uh, I have a few issues. I have a few gripes that I'm sure that you know that we'll get to throughout the episode. Um. But I think that, like, the biggest thing that I have overall here, just kind of, like, about the episode as a whole, is that I really, truly, and 100% agree with Max on basically everything he says this episode from start to finish. And um, in retrospect, a little bit more upset with Zoe for not saying or doing anything about the feelings that she knew Max had uh, before this. And I, you know, whatever, it's hard to know how she feels. And then there's a whole thing about like, okay, well, he didn't actually technically say anything and she shouldn't have actually known whatever. Um, I like from Max's perspective, that has to be so frustrating to, to know that the person that you have a crush on like knew that information and then actively chose to just not do anything with that information. Um, if, 
if not like actively make it worse in terms of like sending Max to Autumn, right? Um, which by the way, where's Autumn? So that's like my just overall general thoughts. I'm like more mad at Zoe coming out of this episode than I thought I would be going in, and I'm infinitely on team max uh than i than i maybe was before this is just like you know general thoughts off the bat um i don't know is any of that crazy do you disagree agree with any of that is that you know out of left field here i I don't think it's crazy i don't know if i feel as passionately as you do about it but i definitely see where you're coming from uh with all that yeah I, i i think the thing that gets me about max is the idea of it's not being a fair friendship because she can know things about him that he can't know about her. I think that's yeah. one of my that's one of my stumbling blocks with him about the the idea of the fairness there. But in terms of like him being hurt to realize that the reason she said with Autumn is because she didn't want to deal with her feelings for him. Yeah, I think that is completely justifiable. I think one thing that's kind of interesting, which I hadn't really thought about before, is like the whole Max situation is something where she's not following her rules. She heard him sing a heart song and she didn't really do anything to address that. She kind of did, I guess, pushing him off on Autumn, but she didn't really address the heart song itself, which is kind of interesting thing to think about. Yeah, and I don't know if like she's going to address every single song that comes up in the series because maybe not all of them are heart songs. Is that the logic here? Only some of them are actually heart songs and some of them are just like how they're feeling? Uh, it's kind of... I think in general, if she hears a, a song, someone singing a song, and it's something that is like a problem, she feels like she needs to try to address it. I feel like any song she hears should be a heart song. But I think sometimes she hears things and her addressing it is just saying something. <laughs> this might not be anything for her to actually do to correct the problem. If it's a, a song where she can tell there's someone is in trouble, that something someone needs help, then I think it's never she has to try to do something. Yeah, because not every song is like that, right? Some songs are more just like exposition based. Uh, it would, you know, okay. So that's, I guess that's kind of an interesting distinction. Um, the other thing I'll say, I was ready to declare this the worst music episode of the season up until we got the last song. <laughs> and so, really? And so now I am not in that camp, but I was pretty firmly in that camp up, up until that last point. And I was a little worried about it. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, a crazy take. I mean, Todd's, re- Todd's having a bigger reaction to anything I say more, <laughs> more than usual. Um, I mean, I don't think the songs are necessarily bad, but boy, up until we got the last one, I was ready to, to call this the, the low point of the season, Todd. Well, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, I definitely don't think it's the high point of the season, but I enjoyed most of the songs, at least one that <laughs> I can definitely see where you're coming from for the low point of the season. But I feel like there are episodes for me that had lower points than this this episode did. Okay. Uh, well, fair enough. Uh, those are just kind of, you know, overall thoughts as we get into it. I'm still very much enjoying the season um, and I'm excited to, uh, to break this one down. Lindy. Oh, uh, you've been quiet up until this point. You you, you just kind of like, get on with this, Adam. What are we doing? Well, I'm going to share just... my thoughts throughout the episode. Okay. So. Well, yeah, I just want to give a little primer for the people who only listen to the first seven and a half minutes of each of our podcasts, you know? <laughs> Those are probably pretty wise people. Yeah. They there do. has to be at least one person out there who's just like, I'm just going to listen to the intro, see what kind of like BS they're spinning this week, and then just get out. You know, that makes sense. I know? would really respect this person. If you're one of those, oh, he just hit seven and a half minutes. Dang it. They're, gone. <laughs> they're already gone. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, okay, Lindy, uh, let's do it without any further ado. Uh, season one, episode sevens of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Lindy! That was a big, that was a really big Lindy. That was a really big Lindy. Um, let me just, okay. Lindy, is that better? Is that like a, no, that was was worse. Okay. Lindy. No, see, we're too big. Just what are just like Lindy. Oh, that's so boring. Okay. Lindy, (laughs) take it away. Is, oh. is Adam lightheaded from blood loss right now? <laughs> Listen, we're just, we're just finding the energy wherever we can get it. Do we need yeah, to try, uh, wait, no, all right, Todd, you do the Lindy part, and I'll say take it away. Okay, I, I didn't want to say for the listeners, right before we started recording, Adam's like, wait, why am I bleeding? Never mind, I got a paper towel. Let's go. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, my hand is bleeding, but it's, it's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. All right, all right Todd, you got right, the Lindy. All right, Lindy. Take it away. away. Oh, wait. No, I was going to do the take it away part. Oh, my goodness. It's all scuffed. All right, Lindy, just do it. Do the thing. Um, Yeah, I was wondering if we were ever going to get off the ground here. Everyone who didn't stop listening at the seven-minute mark is now gone. (laughs) But for anyone still here, this episode is Zoe's Extraordinary Confession. And this begins with Zoe and Max watching a movie together. And Mo interrupts to tell them about how he's been sliding into Eddie's DMs. This is where we learn that Eddie is the guy who just sends the letter K. But it, you know, well, I'm, it goes well for them in this episode. So it's not a bad sign. And Zoe talks to Max about how he was so helpful the other night. And once he leaves, Mo tells Zoe that, you know, reinstating their movie nights and touching Max's shoulder and all this might give him the wrong idea. And Zoe says, well, you know, things only got weird between us when I heard him sing. And he's not going to act on those feelings. So it's fine. Wow. This is a pretty bad read of the situation for someone who literally has a superpower to read situations so like this is this is bottom tier uh person reading and feelings reading from zoe yeah i mean the fact that he's not singing any songs i uh, i think she's taking as a cue that nothing is is going on uh because zoe without that power isn't always necessarily like the most cute of the people outside of simon zoe always seems to know what's going on with simon even never she doesn't hear a song which no that's a conversation to be had possibly uh but yeah yeah she uh, doesn't hear max singing song to right now so obviously he's not feeling anything so yeah and this is where it begins where i become annoyed with zoe in this episode i've been annoyed <laughs> with her already this season and this episode is no different, and it's a little frustrating that I, I, I'm i not liking her very much, at least right now. Yeah, I, 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 w- I would agree. So then we see Zoe's family. Uh, her brother David is still mad at her about the whole thing with him and his wife, and they're fighting in front of Mitch, but Maggie wants them to stop, and we hear her sing a little less conversation And then she's telling them to just get over it. Stop fighting in front of your dad. And she talks about how she's going to hire a full-time caregiver for Mitch. And so David says he'll try to let this go because, you know, Zoe did actually help, you know, him and his wife work through some things. So, okay. Uh, David needs to get over himself. Maybe that's, like, too harsh uh, (laughs) to say here. But, like, he even says that ultimately Zoe did, like, help the situation a little bit. I think when someone is in this situation, when, like, they maybe reveal more than they should or they say something more than they should, but it ultimately ends up for the better, you get to be mad at them one time 
for one instance. And then after that, you're done. That's it. You have one opportunity to be mad and frustrated. Take your, you know, take that opportunity, get it out. But if they ultimately help the situation, you need to get over yourself. So, David, I, I have no sympathy for you. I'm sorry. Uh, those are the rules, everyone. Those so. are the rules. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you not agree, Lindy? I, I, um, well, I mean, it, it's hard to apply a universal rule to every situation. You, but I see what you're saying. That's what a universal rule is for. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but in this situation, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, Zoe overstepped. But ultimately seems like it was for the best for him and emily to communicate more so yeah for him to still be mad and them to be fighting in front of their dad and their mom it's like why cause all this stress when ultimately it's it doesn't matter anymore yeah and he was like being so petty about it too just looking for any opportunity to like some offhand comment to spin it into like a slam against her which i think the sibling rivalry thing probably has a little bit to do with that as well but yeah it's like just Dave. i in general i like david more often than not but this episode with that whole thing is like yeah you just just let it go man just let it go yeah and see i feel like i've had so few instances where i'm like oh yeah i like david here like david's, david's really great here i love seeing him on this like i've not had those times um and so just like more things like this keep piling up and it's like all right what are we doing here so in the elevator at work, uh, Max, Simon, and Zoe are there. That's a little awkward. But Max is complimenting Simon's party and, like, the charcuterie board. And then Zoe's like, how about those smoked roses? <laughs> Which, I don't know if you want to be bringing that up, Zoe. <laughs> like... <laughs> And after they get out of the elevator, she apologizes to Simon for that and everything. And he says, you know, I have been leaning on you too much, you know, with my dad and everything. So we should go back to being co-workers and, you know, keep this professional. Yeah. Good. Amazing. No notes. <laughs> Actually do it, though. You know, that, that, yeah. maybe that's, that, that, that's, that's, really that's no. Like, follow through. Follow at through. this point. <laughs> A plus, solid. Let's go. This is excellent. Yes, at this point for Simon, that's good. That is the correct decision for Zoe. I'm like, why would you bring up the the fire and and everything? Like, what are you doing? This yeah, is not I a could joking see that. Matter. But like, it could be maybe if you were like making fun of yourself a little bit, like maybe if, like that was the tone. It really wasn't the tone, but yeah, like, it just it didn't work know. for me. Uh, <laughs> Zoe's also not very funny in the first place, and so you know, the the moment worked for me. Just and like it made me laugh. Uh, but I, I agree, it was not a good thing to say. But I I feel like it fits with Zoe being this horribly awkward person who doesn't know what to say, and she's feeling awkward, and so she blurts out this stupid joke and immediately regrets it. I feel like that's in keeping with Zoe's personality, even if it's not really something that you want someone to do but the smoked roses line made me laugh so i'll give it that so everyone at the office finds out that joan and charlie are getting a divorce apparently joan just like planted the news herself along with like a hot photo of herself yeah. control the narrative baby control the narrative that is what she's yeah. doing exactly um and so joan and leaf you know have been working on their idea that they present to the team it's a device it's called the chirp and i love that leaf gets up there and he's like the chirp and joan's like don't do that <laughs> <laughs> and you know they talk about their idea and basically joan tells the whole team that like she and leaf don't need any help with this right now it's just their thing 
Why are they even talking about it or presenting it if they don't need I any don't help? Know. What is the purpose of this meeting? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I'm not... in a lot of meetings like this, by the way. Just yeah, like this is a big part of my day. <laughs> I I guess it's to explain why Joan and Leaf are going to be locked in the office together all the time uh, because that's not your usual. But uh, they have been already. They've been working on this. Yeah. So I don't know. I, maybe it's to explain it to everyone why they're. Uh, I feel like not a lot. Not much time has really passed though since. Like I think people may not have seen them work together because it feels like this is like within like a few days time of where everything else happened. So they worked on this a lot like that that night or whatever. But I feel like. It's still kind of new, but I, I don't know. Uh, my favorite thing in this whole scene, though, is whenever a, a she comes up, well, they're all gossiping. She comes up like, "Oh, guys, are you just about the boss and her divorce? Uh, let me in." And Toby's like, "Guys, don't fall for it. She's the boss." I enjoyed that. Um, I, I also just want to mention real quick. We didn't even like touch on a, a Maggie's song from the previous scene. Uh, I don't think oh, we yeah. do because it's <laughs> Maggie singing. But still, yeah, I just uh, feel like it's, it probably says like never we have a song in a scene and we just like move on without touching on the song. But still, it wasn't good. Just, I, you know, uh, yeah. like uh, the song is good. Like I like the original. Maybe not like a crazy amount, but I like the original. Uh, this was. I don't know. Just nothing. It was, it was a brutal start song-wise. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I, I think I enjoyed the rest of the song's episode more than you did probably, but that one I am 100% on board with. Yeah, I. it flew so far under my radar that I forgot to talk about it. I just was It like, wasn't even long, too. It was nope. like a, it was just like a... It was, yeah, it was like this really did not need to be there. Especially because she like actually said... Like how she, she was, was feeling. feeling. It wasn't like <laughs> yeah. Zoe was like, okay, whatever. We could just move on. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> this point. was just this was just dumb. <laughs> Who was that for? Okay, <laughs> so um, Tobin is really proud of Leaf for this new uh, project, but he's a bit upset that Leaf didn't tell him about it. And Leaf is gonna make it up to him at their spelliversary, which we learn is the anniversary of the day they both won the national spelling bee when they were eleven. To which I say what and also did they both win did they tie is that what they're saying wow clearly you have never seen Aquila and the bee is the thing <laughs> that i am learning right now in in real time lindy um okay uh, Aquila and the bee is a, is a trans is a transformational movie first and foremost if anyone has not seen it you absolutely must see it um also, this is uh, one of the few brags that I have from middle or from uh, elementary school. In fourth grade, I too won the school spelling bee. Uh, on my winning word was obstinate. Very fitting, very fitting for me in that moment. Um, and then I went on to the regional spelling bee and I got knocked out on the word precipitation. So, you know, just a little, little history of Adam there. Um, but I like remember the days. I had a bunch of flashcards of like studying the words. I actually loved all the spelling bee references in this uh, in this episode. Um, this is so ridiculously nerdy, but I like definitely would watch the script National Spelling Bee if it's on and I'm not like watching something else at the time. I'll definitely throw it on. Um, I love that guy's voice, the guy who reads the words. I don't know his name, but he's like basically a celebrity. Anyway, that's a little spelling bee minute for you that neither of you seem to care about like at all. But that's okay. So the spelling bee stuff like did not work for you at all. Um, I, I was just like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really care. Yeah. 
But I don't know if your your uh, response or ever answered the question of did they both win the B? Yeah, I mean you, you can have co national champions. That's why I'm saying clearly you've never seen Akil on the B. <laughs> like even okay, what if I had and I still asked the question? Like <laughs> you wouldn't be asking the question if you had seen the movie. What if I saw it like 15 years ago? Um, was it even out 15 years ago? How old is this movie? Um, it came out in 2006. So, oh my god! So I could yeah. have watched it 15 years ago. Me this How is about a that? 17 year old movie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and it is really good. I will. I will co-sign. Am I getting that. old? Holy smokes! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> 17 years old. 17 year old movie that I like vividly remember right now in my life. That's a that's a bad sign. Um, it's a very good movie. I like genuinely would recommend it to people. Like, I, I think it's a very, uh, fun and kind of interesting take on, on something that people very often don't think about. I loved all of the Spelliversary stuff. I also, um, and this might be more of just like a generalized comment to a thing that I don't see a ton of shows talking about, uh, like guy and guy friendships that are like not emotional or real in this sense is like a very real thing like this the like the little kind of conflict here and like how they ultimately resolve it and like that conversation of like um i i I just thought that it like worked really well and was very true to reality which i feel like often whenever we see those guy and guy conflicts i'm literally thinking of shows that i'm (laughs) covering right now for psr like in how i met your father uh like they have a very exaggerated like bro dude like they they go like way over the top in terms of like how they're portraying like the guy to guy friendships and i think that this was a much more accurate um realistic and and even potent like example of of this kind of thing so i actually really enjoyed that all right. Well, well, we'll see lots of Leaf and Tobin throughout the episode and discuss their friendship. Uh, so first on to another friendship, uh, Max and Zoe are having lunch together. Um, I guess they're at the mall. Is that right? The food court. The food court. Yep. Yeah. And he starts singing a song, If I Can't Have You. And of course, to Zoe, this is very familiar. Oh, Max is singing a love song to me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she talks to him like, oh, are you really singing to me? And he responds. <laughs> and, and she's like, wait a second. And then she realizes, this is real life. This is not a heart song. Max is actually singing in real life. Turns out. He hired a flash mob service <laughs> to perform with him. There's a woman with a baby and it's not even a real baby. <laughs> and Zoe is like, I'm really confused. I have to go. And she just immediately <laughs> leaves. Just books it. <laughs> um, I I will just say, uh, I, I, how quickly did you all pick up on like the fact that this was not a um, like heart song, something in Zoe's head? Not until like you you see her. Oh, in like it. in real time. Okay, like in real time. Yeah. And I've seen this before, and I forgot. I <laughs> oh, okay. And it got uh, me again. I was... interesting. Okay, because I like I thought it was actually pretty interesting. Like how quickly it became. I don't know if obvious is the right word, but like when he suggests, <laughs> oh, let's go to the food court, or like everyone starts to get involved in the thing. We hadn't seen that a ton of times previously, but we've seen group um, numbers and dancing. What are you talking about? We've seen a couple, not a lot though. The vast God, majority. Please help of the me. Time. Am I so oblivious? Or it's not. A, I mean, we could look back at the numbers. It's not a lot of them. 
I mean, yeah, it's maybe not a lot, but it's also not like we never see it. I mean, yeah. you had like April's coworkers start joining in this song. Both site, both uh, not April, Autumn, both of Autumn's songs, like the entire, you know, the first one, the entire coffee shop joins in. Like the very first episode, there's a huge big group number. Uh, I feel like we've seen it a uh, often enough that I didn't feel like it would be like a red flag to suddenly have like a whole bunch of other people. Join it happens all the time. Like so <laughs> many about songs. All the time. Let's yes, really, you know, David's coworkers did it. The Jesus Christ Superstar song had all the office people. Like so many help had like everyone in the city. Like all so many songs have a, a bunch of, of people. Yeah, a couple <laughs> songs. I we just collectively named at least like eight. Like <laughs> <laughs> a couple, a few. Okay, I'll give you a few. A few. Yeah. Songs. Adam <laughs> is just not agreeing because I, he's Adam, not because I'm incorrect. Obstinate, O B S T I N A T E. Obstinate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Todd, Todd, you wouldn't even believe how long people in my life would not let me forget that that was the word that I want. <laughs> I can like, believe it. Like truly. Um, but I, uh, this was a really, really good song. I actually did enjoy this a much, much better than where we opened the episode <laughs> music-wise. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely really enjoyed this, and I think that like the quote-unquote twist of like it being a flash mob maybe i was just like in a flash mob era like how many are you the types of people that would just like watch (laughs) videos of flash mobs in public places (laughs) i think Uh, i've seen too many of them i I, I watched a few i didn't want to like i really sought them out especially the uh everything's improv i uh, used to do a lot of flash mob stuff i really like watching their their thing so i've seen a fair share of flash mob stuff but yeah I honestly don't remember like the first time I saw the episode at what point in it I clued in that it was, I don't remember if it was real time or if I twigged to it right before. So it is it's like one, one little thing, never a uh, Max is like walking with the, with the lady of the baby. And he's like, do these kicks and everything like that. That feels like really big, like more performative than like an actual, a, a dance move that had come from. I don't know. It just felt a little, off compared to other stuff that we had seen on, on this watch through. But I don't know if that would have, if I would have took to that the first time. I honestly don't remember. But I also like that they kind of like, they do give you a little bit of a hint because he's sitting there and he's nervous. And she's like, are you okay? You look paler than usual. So he's honestly nervous about this thing going on. And then he like segues directly from what he's saying into the song, which is also a little unusual, not super unusual, but the fact that he segues smoothly into the song that he's getting ready to sing instead of just kind of like coming out of nowhere or him saying one thing and the song saying something different, it's a little bit. So I think they give you a, a few clues, but I honestly don't remember like the first time I watched it if I picked up on them or not. But yeah, I think it's a really fun performance. I enjoy it a lot. I actually love whenever he's like a uh, starts talking back to her. It's like, what? You can hear me? He's like, what does that even mean? Is he still doing the dance and everything? Yeah, I also like the lady with the fake baby like knocking on the fake baby's head to prove that it was fake. Yeah, I like that the baby added enough to the scene that like it needed to be there, but couldn't find a real baby. Had to <laughs> had to be a fake baby. Um, I also like the song. It just in general. I don't know if you guys are like Sean Mendez people, but I like I do like the song. Um, I also am enjoying the fact that there are more recent songs in the show. Um, when they you know are doing are doing covers. No, yeah. not a Sean Mendes person, Lindy. I, I, I just don't know it. I don't know the song, so. I oh, can't. okay. 
I can't say one way or the other. But I enjoyed this performance of it. I enjoyed the whole flash mob and you know the choreography and the and the music. So I did like it. I don't think it was super obvious on a first viewing that this is real life, but maybe I'm just oblivious. Just to be clear, I'm not saying it was super. I don't think it was like super obvious by any means. Okay. All right. (laughs) I think it was noticeable. I think it was like objectively noticeable if like you, okay. If you what? (laughs) If you like noticed it. I don't know. I'm not. (laughs) You noticed it. It it was noticeable. Like I think the clues were hypothetically there if you like wanted to find them, but I'm not, I don't think it like hit you over the head with it. All right. Um, So, what are you upset about? I don't like. I don't understand. What I'm upset the... with myself for not noticing obvious things because I'm a very. Sa- Who said it was obvious? You did, <laughs> but <laughs> what? I'm not upset with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not only is this a first that like you're upset about like something that's not about me. I don't even like understand what it is <laughs> in my entire life. I've never been upset about anything unless it's related to Adam. I firmly believe that you could like go through a laundry list of like grievances you have and draw them back to me if you really wanted to. Like I <laughs> firmly believe that like that could happen. I don't know. Maybe- I don't know the details, but like I feel like we could we could figure it out. Maybe that would help me because then it'd be like I can blame all of my problems on Adam, and yeah. then that would just make things easier. I've heard that it makes things easier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's practically the PSR Discord motto. It so could be, blame yeah, Adam. Could, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that it uh, it makes a lot of things easier. Yes. Well, uh, speaking of problems, uh, Zoe is you know a little shaken up about this and walks into work and Simon asks her if she's okay and she starts to answer, but then she's like, "Wait a second, like this is not business related, so it's fine." And Simon says, "Oh, my bad." And yeah, Simon, it you're is. bad. It is your bad, Simon. <laughs> it you is. little butt munch. You, it just is your said, bad. you just said, I want to be coworkers. I want to yeah. be professional. And then the yeah. first chance you get, Zoe's looking distracted and you're like, are you okay? It's predatory. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. but it's man is a predator. No, 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 not that. But he is not... <laughs> he's not sticking within the boundaries he said that we're smart takes him first two hand, seconds throws it the out first opportunity he sees her exactly like a freaking predator <laughs> no 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 <laughs> it's not necessary simply cannot stick to his he's own a predator role. lindy he's a predator. why do you keep saying that because he let me look at him it takes him four <laughs> seconds the second zoe walks out of the ele- also, why are they on the elevator so much? Everyone works on the same floor, but whatever. She it's walks out. Of the- <laughs> There's yeah. different floors, Adam. There's different okay, but floors. they all work on the one floor. It's not like right. So they take the elevator to and from that floor. <laughs> okay, we, I, we, still, we see a lot of elevator for one usage. <laughs> Just all I'm saying. We see oh, a lot Adam. Of- okay, if you don't like elevator scenes, I got. <laughs> you should not what watch is- like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I keep getting told that. Um. There's anyway. other reasons, but <laughs> also uh, we really need to settle once and for all who is more attractive, Simon or Max, uh, because I'm like ready to say Max and it's not even close. I think Simon is is basically ugly after this episode. <laughs> Adam, 
I mean, I'm I'm definitely Team Max here. There's just there's this a face that Simon makes whenever he's like upset that just is like, ugh, I don't know, kill kills any mood for me there whatsoever. But yeah, I'm I'm always been Team Max. Simon is basically an Algo Lindy. <laughs> That's so mean. And it's not true. I think <laughs> your opinion of Simon is, you know, vastly affected by uh the, the actions that he does. So yeah is that not how that works well you're talking about attractiveness and so that should Lindy, do you not find evil people less attractive or it depends like good people <laughs> I mean, more attractive like is that let's, that's an let's think about quality in a person. let's think about her feelings towards nathaniel oh okay? good point actually <laughs> amazing point Lindy is so freaking turned on by evil people it's not even funny <laughs> Out here, oh, I'm gonna murder your grandpa. Ooh, ooh <laughs> Nathaniel. Okay, that's his worst moment. I'll admit. <laughs> and yet, still, you were over but there. But he's still hot. Fawning okay. over him. Basically, okay. All right. That's a different story because it's yeah. a different show. But no one on this show is evil. At least not yet. I don't think. So. There's a lot of like quasi evil happening. Who's evil? I I literally just said quasi evil, just just to <laughs> okay, make sure so that no the words one. are so no one's evil. Okay. Yeah, but there are some quasi evil people. All right. Okay, so back on track here. Um, Joan talks to Zoe about how she's been doing. Uh, she bought a ranch in Montana to go with the <laughs> riding pants that she was wearing in that picture. <laughs> okay and she's been drinking a lot and she's like wants to get back out there in the dating world so you know joan's gonna be fine i guess yeah totally she can fine. go to montana i guess if she wanted <laughs> yeah, what's in montana her ranch. nothing are there things to do in montana i've never been to montana i don't know i mean largely ranches that's a the, okay. there's lots Montana's like one of those states I think there's like lots, just lots of wide open spaces like the per capita is pretty low. Uh, Are there like wise. big parks or monuments or like nat national whatever mountains? I'm sure there are. Okay. I'm the wrong person to ask about anything about traveling. Are you the closest to Montana? Like I feel like between all of us, you're probably the closest to Montana. Is that right? Uh, is, it, is it me? Could be you. Could be Might me. Be you. All right, whoever's furthest away from Montana has to go in the next year. All right, deal? Got no. <laughs> I'm saying that. Okay, because it's not him. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was the joke, Lindy. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm glad, that you, it I'm glad that you picked up on that. <laughs> anyway. So Maggie, David, and Mitch... And for anyone who might forget who these characters are, it's Zoe's mom and dad and her brother. Hint, hint, Adam. What? <laughs> I have really been so good with names so far. What? This is this is so demoralizing. I've been working <laughs> my absolute ass off trying to get these names right, and now you're giving me reminders over her family after I've been saying names correctly for 34 minutes and 49 seconds of this podcast. Oh my goodness, Lindy. I've been so good. Lindy's you quasi have. evil too. He <laughs> <laughs> said you're quasi evil. Oh, you yeah. know, I probably deserve that. I'm You've sorry. You've made the quasi evil list. It's okay. I forgive sorry. you. You can be off the list now. 
to be honest, like Who's David again. I to be honest, <laughs> I, when I was like looking at this written down, I was like, I feel like Zoe is in most scenes, so that kind of like grounds it. And you know what's happening, and like Zoe's not involved in this, so I was just like, maybe I should just set the scene. Yeah, why know. is Zoe not involved in this? That's my question. Um, she can't do everything. She's busy. I don't know. With what? She's not even on the, she has a the job. She's <laughs> not even on the chirp project. She's <laughs> right? doing nothing. Like, they have no projects. Like, she's not doing shit. Like, she's yeah. not doing anything. All she's doing is going to random long lunches in the middle of the day with Max and food. <laughs> you know what? She's yeah, she's got nothing to do. What is she You're doing? Right? <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, Jonas still told them to code, so Jonas still expecting them to code something. I'm maybe there's still things with the spark watch. Who knows? They're just not working on the truck. Todd, stop being generous to these characters, okay? <laughs> Jeez. I'm sorry. It's 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 my natural my natural state. Okay. Also, you're like half an hour closer to Montana than I am, Adam. Ooh. <laughs> um. Okay. So yes, they're interviewing people. There are some weirdos at the beginning, and then there's this one guy who's like a little weird, but he makes Mitch laugh like three times, like very distinctly. <laughs> Which is notably, like, we have not seen him laugh like ever this whole show. We might have, I, but I, yeah, it was so like, look, Mitch is laughing. He likes yeah. this guy. It was so like, maybe it's because all at this. of Zoe's family, including Zoe, are just not funny. Like, I, think that, <laughs> I think that that could be a factor. Like they need someone funny to come over. <laughs> Honestly, you're right. Like, like they are easily the easily least funny unfunny. characters in the show. <laughs> Maybe of any show ever, honestly. <laughs> I think you're wow. right. Like, I mean, they're not, long yeah. God, are they funny at all? <laughs> they're, they're so they're so boring. <laughs> yeah, where's Todd's natural defense of these characters? <laughs> like, I, I already said that I laughed at something Zoe did earlier in this episode. You know, yeah, uh, you you and no one else in the scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just said that Look, I. I find things amusing, apparently. That it's not like a, it's not like a bad thing to not be funny. It's just we're just saying they're not. Oh, Adam like, is saying it's that a little it's bit of a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> they could be good people. We're not saying they're bad people. We're just saying they're not funny. Which but I it's think... weird because like they don't have a sense of humor. Not that like their sense of humor is different. We haven't even seen them make each other laugh throughout this season. <laughs> like no one is laughing in that household. What's so okay, whatever. Yeah, but this guy does make him laugh. Uh, good for him. But also, like they clearly mark him out immediately. Of, like, exactly. No, it's... not the guy. <laughs> yeah. We can't have anyone laughing around here. No, no humor allowed in these walls. He's also one of the only ones in the group that was actually someone that I recognized from anything else. So that was also oh, a bit. Uh, Zach what? Orth is the name of the the actor. The, one of the big things he was in Wet Hot American Summer is one of the big things he's in. He was in a few like '90s uh, comedies as well. Um, but yeah, he was like one of the only people that I even remotely recognized. I'm like, wait, that's Zach Orth, and then he wasn't hired. Like, okay, that's interesting. And then they hired. They hired. They hired. Like, oh yeah, he's coming back because. <laughs> Obviously, obviously, Nurse Nancy is not going to work out. Yeah. So basically, the next person they interview is, uh, you know, a nurse for like thirty years. She's super professional, super experienced. This is Nancy, and Maggie's like, "You're hired," <laughs> and we will see how that works out. Yeah, I, I think they should have hired the person who thought that several murders had happened in the house. I thought that she gave off good vibes. 
Um, see, Todd's funny. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, I honestly though I could see Todd wanting to hire that person. <laughs> like the horror element there is in full force. See, I watch enough horror to know not to hire that person. Well, the <laughs> problem is I would be worried about her making a couple murders happen exactly. in this house over the exactly. course of the show. That would be a very different show. That mm -hmm. <laughs> then we would move out of the quasi evil and the full on evil at that point in time. Maybe that would really be Todd's show, like a musical, like dramedy with horror. I mean, Sweeney Todd is like my favorite musical of all time. So uh, Little Shop of Horrors is pretty close up there. So, you know, horror comedy musical stuff is definitely my wheelhouse. Well, maybe we'll find a show like that to cover. <laughs> someday. Maybe. Okay, so Max wants Zoe to respond to his big flash mob gesture because she's been avoiding him now. And he says, you know, you've been acting weird for months. Like, I just told you I I love you. So can you please, like, respond? Which is fair. Totally fair. And what she does is uh, say, I have a superpower. And <laughs> he's like, okay, forget it. Like, <laughs> and starts to walk away. Um, but she's like, no, like... I, I'm serious. I hear people's inner thoughts. Um, she says, I'm a mutant. I am X-Men meets the voice. Like, I can hear people singing. And he, for good reason, does not believe her because that sounds ridiculous. But she's like, I'm serious. And so he's like, okay, well, what am I singing right now? And she's like, well, it doesn't work that way. It's not, I can't just, it, that's not how it works. So uh, I can totally understand that Max does not believe this. Makes perfect sense. And I can understand Zoe's frustration of being like, okay, well, this is real, but I I don't know how to show it to you, you know? Yeah, I can understand them both, but I, like, to the point that comes up later, what I don't, like, understand or forgive is, like, Zoe not actually answering the question, right? Because, like, Max doesn't really care about this superpower, even if it does or doesn't exist, right? Like, he just made a big gesture of love, and Zoe's like, I'm not going to answer that. Instead, I have a superpower. I'm an X-Men also on the voice like I, I don't know answer the question zoe stop dodging stop being just you know answer the question address the situation for sure what's and that's the what... longest that either of you have ever left anyone hanging on like an i love you or a proclamation of of desire or whatever or vice versa how long have you been left hanging <laughs> Why either way i don't I, what a, I don't, you know, I don't want to assume that it only goes one way. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's both. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know. Todd, what about you? I don't know. <laughs> uh, not long. I think it's like, uh, the only, only thing I can think to answer it. Definitely, definitely not, you know, a, uh, I definitely haven't like run away whenever someone has declared their feelings for me. That definitely has never have it run away and then hidden. And then when they tried to get me to give an answer, then like a uh, segue to something else. Uh, that definitely is not something I have done. You said that as though it absolutely is something you have done. Even though I actually believe you that it's not yeah. something that you've done, but you just it made it seem like, uh, I think mine was just a couple of days. Someone told me how they felt, and I was like, oh, I need some time, and then I took some time, and then there you go. <laughs> Wendy's giving me a, a look yeah. like, I'm an idiot. Well, I, you know, 
maybe not enough people have declared their love for me for me to have like all these examples to think Lindy, of. you're the one of us here that's like in a long-term <laughs> situation living with a significant other right with, you're living that's, with my one dog. that's one person <laughs> I, there you go and clearly there was not a lot of wait time or else you'd be telling the story hypothetically uh, maybe you wouldn't be telling the story i don't know but like hypothetically it seemed like that worked out there was no like wait time or like pause between a proclamation of feelings and a reciprocation of those feelings right oh. <laughs> exactly that's why i have nothing to say i'm sorry i've made this boring i know i'm <laughs> anyway Gosh, um there's such a stark contrast between the people i podcast with and their willingness <laughs> to tell stories <laughs> Literally, I was on with with the amazing Sarah Ferguson for two hours earlier today, and I feel like we revealed way too much about ourselves. And now it's like pulling teeth to get anything out here with you two. Oh my Here's goodness. my problem: I, I'm not a super open person about the, about things, but also like I'm not that interesting. So even if I want, <laughs> so why are you not more open? Saying. What are you hiding? Well, I'm hiding a lot of things, but. <laughs> Oh, you should have said that? that. You should have told him that, Lindy, because oh you thought he was God. digging before. Now I got now. a freaking pickaxe and a shovel out here, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Nancy. See, Nancy is working with Mitch, and Maggie's like, I'm so Nancy grateful is objectively to you. like the worst person in this episode. What do you I mean, mean you're I like was, Nancy? I was kidding. I was just oh, transitioning okay. to the scene. <laughs> oh, flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you, Lindy. I, I thought you were doing. I, I knew what you were doing. So. Todd gets me. Um, yeah, Maggie was is grateful, and she's like starting to like be like, oh, you know, this has been difficult. And Nancy just totally cuts her off. She's like, here's a list of things you need to buy, and she's like, for the patient, like she doesn't even use Mitch's name, which you know Maggie does not like. And she's saying, you know, Mitch doesn't want this to be like a hospital, but she ends up agreeing to buy these things because Nancy's saying, well, this is what's best for him, you know. Yeah. Nurse Nancy has crap bedside manner. Just like horrible. I mean, there's there's professionalism and then the uh, professionalism includes bedside manner. Professionalism should include being able to interface with your patients in a way that doesn't make them feel dehumanized, which is everything that she's doing here. She's not talking to Mitch. She's talking to Maggie the entire time. I don't know if she ever really interacts with Mitch himself. Everything she says is said to Maggie, like throughout this entire episode. Uh, so that in and of itself is enough to make you go, yeah, this is not great. And she's just awful. Yeah, I, you know, definitely agree. I think the only other thing that I would say about this scene, um, when she hands over the laundry list of things to buy, not one mention of like, oh, this is going to be expensive stuff. Like, how <laughs> much money do these people have? My God. They have yacht money. I think we've already established that. I guess. Yeah, Jeez. I was going to say, I feel like we talked about them before, and it's like, they clearly don't have money problems. This stuff is, exp I mean, it's ridiculously, like, even, we always see at the end is, I think, the hospital bed. It's like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I mean, that alone is just astronomical. A hospital bed is so expensive. What's even worse is this is jumping ahead, but uh, Nancy bought it without telling anyone. So yeah. like, who paid for it? On who's yeah? What are we just handing over the plastic? Like what? Uh, like was there just so much of cash lying around in a big duffel bag filled with money, ready for ready to go? Like what's the deal here? Was there like a, a thing at the bottom of the, of the sheet? There's just like other items as needed. <laughs> you have a and Nancy's power? like yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's crazy. If someone ever spends like ten thousand dollars of my money just casually, we're gonna have it's gonna be bad. Like <laughs> one of us is probably gonna die. I don't know. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Okay, so back at uh, Spark Point, Leaf and Tobin are talking, and, you know, Tobin goes for a high five, and Leaf leaves him hanging to go work Ooh. with Joan. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Because um, Tobin's really excited for this party tonight, for their spelliversary. And then Tobin starts singing, Don't Speak, and Zoe's hearing this, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, Max! And she runs over to go tell him about it. And, of course, Max does not believe that anything is wrong with Tobin. You know, he asks him, and Tobin, of course, totally deflects and does not admit that anything's wrong. And so Zoe is trying to convince Max that this is real, so she has no choice but to bring him to Mo, who does confirm this, but... Max still says he needs concrete evidence. Um, I don't know. Uh, so the, the start with the song, the uh, "Don't Speak" from Tobin. Not a huge fan. Uh, didn't didn't love it. Thought it was like maybe okay at best. Um, it was very distracting seeing Zoe like running around pleading to Max to try and like understand that Tobin is singing. Like Zoe knows at this point that other people cannot see them singing, right? Like Zoe knows this because of all the autumn stuff, because of the Mo stuff, because of like everything else. Zoe is already aware of that. So I don't understand why running over to Max immediately is like, oh, Tobin's singing right now, right now. Look, look, look. Like that's, it's never going to work because like she already knows that that is not a thing that can happen. Um, she knows that, but she's telling him like he's in emotional pain. He's upset about him and Leaf. Yeah. Why that's was she running though? Like what was the. Well, because he's feeling it right now because he's singing right now. And, yeah. and earlier, Max was like, what am I singing right now? What is that guy singing right now? So she's like, he wants to know what people are doing in the moment. I can tell what people are doing in the moment. Mm, okay. I mean, it might not be the smartest thing to do, but I see what spurred her to do it. I also think it like took away quite a bit from Tobin's actual like performance of the song and my enjoyment of the song, which was like already kind of mediocre. And I think like nudge that down a little bit just because we were so split between you know his actual performance and i think even at the end for the last 30 45 seconds it was just he was in the background uh not even really uh in in the foreground doing it poor um Tobin. yeah Push poor Tobin. Aside. again pushed aside classic uh living in for the high five really you just hate to see it uh taking maximo so again i think that like this is a smart move for zoe if all she wants to do is prove that she has this ability which I'm still not 100% convinced why that would even be the right move for her, but whatever. We can just set that aside. Um, she still is not even bothering to address the actual situation of the fact that Max professed his feelings to her in this moment. So it's like, I'm still frustrated with Zoe here because she's not doing anything about it. I don't understand her logic of like running around trying desperately to convince uh, him that like Tobin is seeing you right now instead of like actually trying to understand what Tobin is talking about or dealing with. Um, and I very much understand Max being like, what the heck? And then again, I say, why are they leaving in the middle of the workday to go talk to Mo and not helping with the interviews with the people taking care of her dad? Like, why? this makes no sense to me. Why they're able to just leave right in the middle of the workday to go talk to Mo. And Mo's just like there. I, 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 I don't know. I had a lot of issues with this particular <laughs> scene here. 
I, I guess maybe like a uh, four seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has made me numb to people randomly leaving their workplace in the middle of the day. Uh, so that definitely isn't bothering me. Also, I don't know that it was like an immediately, we have to leave work right now to go see Mo. I mean, there's no telling how much time actually passed there uh, whenever she gets the idea. Um, I don't think you need the entire family there to to interview the health people. Uh, I don't know. Most of that stuff didn't really bother me. Uh, as for the song itself, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I will agree. I wish that we had gotten to see Tobin's full performance. I, uh, I do think it's funny to have like Zoe talking to Max and see Tobin like in the background doing the stuff. I think it's like, it's a funny visual gag. But I love Don't Speak. I, I love the song in general. I've always loved the song. So I was really glad that it was on the show. I am a little sad that we did get this, like a full-blown performance of it without cutting away. So that aspect of it, yeah, I agree. But I, I thought it was fun. As, you know, was like a mind-blowing performance compared to some other things we've seen. But I think, you know, it was a it's a fun, a fun song, a, a fun performance from Tobin. I enjoyed it. I actually really like this song too. I I actually I, a lot of these songs in the show I don't really know, but I knew this one. I used to listen to this when I was a kid. I feel like for some reason I don't know, <laughs> so I knew it and I enjoyed it. It didn't bother me that it was like interrupted with like Zoe and Max talking because you know it's part of the flow of the show. But yes, so Zoe is saying, "Well, I've got an idea of how to provide this evidence, but you're not gonna like it." We got to go to Tobin's party. <laughs> um, so Zoe, Max, and Mo all go to the club where this spellversary party is with Tobin. Um, and Mo has invited Eddie, so he's going to show up. And they go over to Tobin, and Leaf is running late. So Zoe tries to talk to Tobin, like, you know, is anything wrong? Like, how do you feel about this? I kind of noticed something lately. But of course, he's not admitting anything. He's pretending everything is fine. And so, again, of course, Max does not believe Zoe. Yeah. At this point, though, I feel like Mo has, you know, uh, told Max, oh, Zoe's Zoe's telling the truth like this is a thing she has these powers and she's being so insistent about it like I know that this is not a realistic thing but I don't know I feel like at this point it's like why would she be insistent on this if it wasn't true like should he at this point be like maybe this is real I, I don't know um my my the the, the vibe that I'm somewhat picking up here maybe i'm projecting a little bit or you know talking about what happens later in the episode but the what i'm picking up on here is that the thing that max is actually frustrated about is not this idea that like maybe zoe is lying about this ridiculous superpower that she may or may not have it's much more about like hey i just organized this giant flash mob for you and profess my love and all you're talking about is this silly little superpower that like sounds ridiculous and may or may not be real and you've maybe got mo in on it with you like even if it is true and she is telling the truth about this, I still think Max would be frustrated about the situation. And I think it's much more about that than it is like the validity of her hearing people sing songs internally to her. That's at least just kind of what I uh, am reading into the situation. But that again, might just be me projecting my anger at Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the show's not really you know, giving us that as, uh, I mean, I think there might, there might be some subtext to it, but it does feel more because 
it is just him going, hey, I need proof, I need proof, I need proof. Not him saying, I don't care. It's not, uh, I will say, I mean, the whole reason that she brought the powers in the first place, he did open the door for it because he segued from, why would not you give me an answer to, you've been acting weird for months, you won't tell me what's going on with you. So she kind of grabbed onto that as a life bit. Like, oh, I, this, I can, this I can answer, this I can answer. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it is frustrating for him to just keep going, I need proof, you're obviously making things up. Um, I don't know. I, I get frustrated with Max through through this this sequence here with his refusal to even give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe she's telling the truth. Him just shooting everything down, like, look, he's like, uh, you you say that you get to, you can hear people's inner thoughts. They're not really showing on the outside, but he's not showing on the outside. So obviously you're lying. I think that's the thing that kind of like gets frustrating to me throughout the sequence. Uh, I yeah, there are other things going on that might be driving it for him, but I. I'm with Lindy and like, yeah, at this point, dude, just like open up a little bit, at least, at least give some, a, uh, evidence that you're willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, perhaps. Yeah. And then we see Eddie is there now with Mo. And so they're dancing and they sing a song by Lamos and Zoe again tells Max that this is happening. And she's like, look, like I can, I know what they're thinking. They're going to kiss right now. And they do. And again, he still doesn't believe her. And I think this is why I got frustrated with like Max not even considering it because I wrote down in our notes like five times. Max still doesn't believe her. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, obviously, I'm on his side in this situation with the two of them. But I was a little frustrated about just, uh, you know, him constantly not believing her. But what do we think of this song of Eddie and Mo? Any thoughts, Adam? Yeah, I think this is going to be probably the unpopular take here. Eh, is like where I land on this one it was okay. I didn't like blow my blow my socks off or you know uh, nothing crazy, but it was okay. Eh. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's a controversial take to say. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, definitely, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. And but I think compared to other Mo songs that we've gotten, this is probably like the lowest I will rate a Mo song so far this season. Like Mo usually like blows us away a lot. And this one, it's it's not bad again, but I just think compared to some other songs we've heard from Mo, I don't think it's like in the upper echelons of Mo performances. Yeah, I would say that too. I think it's pretty average. Um, so then we get this scene with Max and Zoe. I think this is a really compelling scene. So Max, you know, is really upset. He tells Zoe, like, I don't think there's any way for you to prove that you have these powers. You can, you know, hear people's thoughts. But she tells him, well, I heard your thoughts. I And starts talking about all the love songs that he sang. And so he says, well, so you didn't do anything about it? And then he realizes, oh, you set me up with Autumn to get me away from you and obviously that is really upsetting to him and he says now i know you're telling the truth because no one would lie about doing something that heartless and so he he doesn't even want to be friends anymore like this is this is an upsetting revelation obviously 
it's hard to blame him. I think in, in this moment, and this is kind of like exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, she knew about his feelings a, a while ago. I don't know how much time has actually passed between episode one and episode seven here, but like, it's been a minute. Um, and, and, you know, she knew about him and then Max obviously like actually said them out loud and professed those feelings. Uh, notably Zoe, when trying to prove her powers did not immediately go to, well, I knew you had those feelings a long time ago. Right. Uh, like she very much did not say that early on, probably for good reason. Maybe shouldn't have said it here. I don't know. Um, but I think that like a, a lot of times in media, this portrayal would be them either getting together here in some capacity or still remaining friends. I really loved Max's reaction of like, listen, I know we were good friends, but I just like profess this to you and I need some time to, you know, get through it. I don't know if being friends right now is the greatest choice. I don't know if movie nights or whatever they were doing is like the greatest choice for us. Um, Cause that's a really tough spot to be in when you're like really good friends with someone and they like start telling you that they like have feelings for you. That's like a very difficult spot to be in. Not something that um, unless both people, both people are into you ever want to hear. That's it's never like a good situation unless both people are super into it. And clearly that is not the case here. So um, I'm like very much team max in, in this moment. I think that like Zoe saying this was a pretty big mistake. So he's like, uh, I don't know that she actually phrased her actual feelings very poorly for someone who says that like, she's not good at that kind of thing. I actually think she did a pretty good job of saying like, this is not the right time. I'm not like ready for this kind of thing right now. I actually like really respected that, but I, like, uh, overall, well, that was in a different scene. You're jumping oh. ahead a few scenes. Well, you know, I still feel that way. So there you go. <laughs> this is where yeah. they fight at the club, but. Yeah, this yeah. is where he says that uh, this is where he questions if they've ever been friends uh, in the midst of, of all of this, which is yeah. a lot. I, so I'm still very, still very much Team Max here. This is a lot to like process and go over. Oh, I agree. And I think it's I, I thought this was a really good scene. I really liked Max's realization of like, oh, like you set me up with Autumn because you knew that I was into you and you didn't didn't want me, you know acting on that with you so you just where's autumn i would like to see autumn <laughs> again please well <laughs> you know now <laughs> at the end of this episode maybe he'll be like oh i don't know i'm just <laughs> yeah i don't know probably not though you never know i don't know anyway uh so i think the next day uh zoe goes and talks to mo about max and how he hates her and in this scene like eddie is there yeah so i think it's the next morning and he just like walks out in his underwear basically this is just constantly happening at mo's apartment and so he <laughs> comes in and there's a guy just shirtless walking around yeah relatable <laughs> <laughs> which part who knows <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a very private person, Lindy. I don't like revealing too much about myself. No, that's me, not you. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was the that was the joke. Oh, was that the joke? Yeah, that was it. Anyway, um <laughs> yeah, Zoe is telling Mo about you know, Max thinks I'm terrible, he hates me. And Mo, I think 
give Zoe some great advice. Like your gift has helped you make these connections and have these hard conversations, but you told Max about your powers. So you could avoid telling him how you feel like you need to actually have this hard conversation. And Zoe's saying, well, I don't know how I feel. And Mo says, well, if he's a good friend, then he'll understand that, you know, if you, if you tell him that. Yeah, I think this is uh, some quality Mo advice here. I, I think Mo, Mo's given some pretty good advice through through this episode uh, from the beginning. Like, going like, yeah, you're going to give that boy the wrong idea. And while you, you know, you know that he burns with white hot white boy love for you. you know? Oh, yes. I think, uh, <laughs> I, um, I think Mo is definitely uh, on point uh, with a lot, a lot of this stuff throughout this episode. But this scene is basically, it's just like, because it's always like, this is exactly why Superman needed his Fortress of Solitude. And Mo's like, don't blame this on the powers. This is not on the powers. This is on you. And Mo's not letting uh, Zoe deflect or Zoe, you know, uh, try to hide behind her powers. She's Mo is basically like, listen, <laughs> you need to be, you know, if he's your friend, if he really is your friend, you got to have the hard conversation. So yeah, good, good on Mo. I agree. I loved Mo in this scene and and in the episode. Um, so as we kind of mentioned before, Maggie comes home and there's a hospital bed that she's surprised about. Um, Nancy bought it without even asking. We don't understand how that worked, but whatever. Um, and then Nancy's saying, okay, it's time for Mitch to rest, but he's saying like he's thirsty, he wants a milkshake. And so Nancy's saying, well, is this about what he wants or what he needs? And Maggie says, well, I know what my husband needs. And it's pretty clear that it is not Nancy. Yeah. So Nancy's response to, uh, he liked his shake. It's like, so you want his blood sugar to spike instead of conserving his energy? Again, talking about Mitch like he's not sitting right there. Like he's not the one that has requested it. Talking to Maggie as if she's a, uh, like he's a toddler or something even. It's, it's just awful. Nancy's the worst. Yeah, go to hell, Nancy. Get out of here. Well, she gets fired, so... <laughs> Um, so at the office, I'm pretty sure Tobin takes a hot sauce shot. Am I? Yeah. 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 So, okay. Thoughts. Is this a thing that you, that you do, Adam? Uh, no, (laughs) no, I am, uh, I'm a weak person. Uh, so is it like some sort of like hangover cure type thing? Is that what's going on here? I'm guessing. Um, I don't know. That's the you know, oldest I could think of why someone would be like doing something weird like that. Because I've seen I've seen people like do on movies like do hangover cures. They'll take like some Tabasco and put it in a drink. Oh and mix yeah, they'll up. put all kinds of crazy stuff. All I will say stuff. I have had a shot that has had like hot sauce in it. It was uh, hot sauce uh, and tequila. Prairie Fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it's called. It's I, not good. I've only had one. I'm yeah. not gonna do it again. But so. Uh, when one of my friends turned 21, you know, took him took him out to the bar and everyone's like, buy him shots. And someone bought him a, a prairie fire. And he took the shot and then kind of went, Ugh! and like put his hands and like shoved himself away from the table, leaned over, like, are you okay? He reaches in his pocket, brings out a plastic garbage bag that he brought with them and opened it up. He didn't throw up, but he was prepared. We were oh. like, Jimmy was prepared, but the prairie fire nearly got him. So that's the main reason why I know what a prairie wow. fire is. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did. We did it a couple times where we basically just tried all of the different shots. I whatever. <laughs> it was. I had a fun time in college. There's some really like you know some some really good ones though, like a buttery nipple. Ooh, that's that's actually the the first uh, shot I ever had was a buttery nipple. They're so good, Todd. Oh my god. 
Lindy, do you not like buttery nipples? What do we, what do you, I've never even heard of that. (laughs) Lindy, I have to take you drinking sometime. I don't really drink. (laughs) But you could have buttery nipples. Yeah. I don't think I want to. No, you do. You really do, actually. It's 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 like barely a shot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I don't drink much because I really don't like the taste of alcohol. Uh, But if I hadn't had those buttery nipples, I don't think I would be able to drink anything else. But those tasted really good and got me drunk really fast. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, my, the only time I've been drunk, as a matter of fact. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> also, ju- I just want to put it out there that at some point in my lifetime, I would like to see Lindy do a blowjob shot. That, like, truly is what I would <laughs> like to now? see in my life. Um, I don't know who that comment was for who's listening right now, but I would like to see that happen at some point in life. I think that would be really, really funny. And what? <laughs> What did you say? And what is that? Don't worry about it. We'll talk. We'll talk about it later. Let's, don't don't even worry. I'm fairly certain that I don't want to do whatever it is. I think you do. <laughs> no, it's you do. It's really fun. I doubt it. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like the episode. Because <laughs> I'm not going further into that. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the whole. You have to go further into it. That's how you. Never mind. I'm. I'm. Uh, nope okay so yeah. yeah zoe uh goes and apologizes to tobin for like questioning his friendship with leaf and you know he's upset because he's like what kind of best friend bails on the spell adversary and so zoe tells him you know real friends have hard conversations and i was so annoyed by her saying this i know like <laughs> even if it's good advice like she just was told this by mo she's the one who has not been doing this and it's another example of where she comes off really to me condescending when she has all these insights about people because of their songs and then she tries to help them and so like she knows everything and this was just another example and it annoyed me am i alone no, not even a little bit. I think Todd's about to disagree with us, but I wanted to make sure I got in and agreed with you before he got in there. Okay, I completely agree, Lindy. Completely agree. Um, I I think it, this one didn't bother me because I felt it was like really clear that she was parroting Mo's advice and realizing that it applied to her as well. I felt like it was like her like stuff got getting through to her. So to me, I didn't feel like the condescension here. I felt more like it was like, Oh crap, Mo is right. The bias that she gave is good. It applies here, it applies to me. Now I need to go take care of my crap. Uh, so I, I didn't really get the condescension here. I felt it was more like her, like synthesizing what Mo had just told her and realizing that it was good advice. So I mean, I, I agree that Zoe is really annoying a lot of the time, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get in this particular scene. That's, I think the condescension thing is the thing that didn't really uh, come off to me in this sequence. I thought it was her like coming to terms the fact that Mo's advice was good and she needed to pass it on and then go take care of her own crap. Fair enough. Uh, So Tobin goes and talks to Leaf about how, you know, I missed you at the party last night and, you know, what's been going on with you because stuff like this has been going on for a while. And Leaf says, well, you know, I'm trying to make serious moves here and you're just playing around. Like I want to run this place. Like I want us to run this place. And so I need people to take you more seriously. And so Tobin seems pretty touched by that, that Leaf wants to run this place together. And so they hug and they've, you know, made up. I love this. I love this a lot because like, even though it was a more, um, like it was a decent sized rift between them. I think this is like very emblematic of, 
you know, if you're trying to figure out like how guys deal with conflict amongst each other, like, I think that this is actually like a really good example of like, yeah, okay. I'm going to do the awkward thing where I talk about how I'm about to bring up something awkward or uncomfortable. Then you like lightly bring it up, but like, you know, you, whatever you kind of talk it through, you say something, they probably just didn't, they were too dumb to realize what the other person was thinking on the other side. Great. You explain it, you get over it, you hug, you make up. You do the guy handshake and then you're done. Like, that's it. That's, that's the whole sequence of events. And I really, uh, I really, really like this. Even if these are not two of my favorite characters, I do like seeing their friendship together because I think that they're both incredibly competent at their job. And as we'll see later, there's some romantic intrigue that I am uh, romantically intrigued by. So, <laughs> but, yeah. uh. I think uh, I agree. It's, it's a really nice scene that I, their their friendship, exploring their friendship a little more beyond just like the surface level, like ganging up on Zoe all the time was was nice. I think that's a good thing. This like this episode to see that their friendship goes back a long ways, and to see like the like the seed of it was Leaf being nice to Tobin at a time where no one else would give Tobin the time of day, and them bonding over being these two kind of geeky kids at at a spelling bee. Uh, you know, I thought that was like nice to give like a little bit more depth to to both of their characters. That was kind of Tobin, especially that was missing. We kind of got a little bit of depth from Leaf a little bit in his like a uh, angst over getting a bad review. But even so, I think this humanizes Leaf even more than that does by showing that he does something that did care about somebody uh, out, other than himself at one point in time, which is a, a nice to get some some shades of gray there. But my absolute favorite thing about this sequence is Leaf saying, I we want to work, but then I want to talk to you about work, but then you just want to tell me about how many of Zoe's pins you've hidden in the nest. And Tobin's like, there's like, there's at least 34 in here. I don't know. That just cracked me up. Tobin's like glee with the fact that he has stolen 34 of Zoe's pins and hidden them throughout the place. Just kind of cracked me up. Yeah, I really like the direction that this conversation took because at first when Leaf was saying like, I want to make serious moves here, I was thinking, oh no, like Leaf is trying to like move up in this job and so he doesn't want to associate with Tobin anymore because Tobin's not serious enough. But instead it was like, well, I want us both to progress. So like I want us both to work together to be taken more seriously i love that i love that it's not leave, leaving tobin behind it's like let's both move forward together so i i like this all right so then we get this scene with zoe and max and again i'm gonna be annoyed by zoe here but that's just what happens in this episode so she tells him finally she's like i'm telling i'm gonna tell you the truth and says, you know, I really haven't considered, you know, a romantic relationship with you because I don't want to risk losing our friendship. I I want to stay your best friend. I just can't risk losing you. I can't go through that. And, you know, he's saying, well, like, you can hear my thoughts and stuff. And she's like, well, I'll, like, I'll be totally open and honest with you. But for Max, this is just not gonna work so he says like we should pause things like movie night right now and so he is just not ready for this to be the same as it was and honestly totally team max in this for sure but also zoe i'm sorry the worst excuse in the world is i don't want to lose our friendship like oh my gosh you've got to be kidding me I it annoyed me so much especially because i it's not really true about that's why she didn't say anything in the first, I don't think, because I feel like we we saw she didn't 
think of him that way at all. I feel like it wasn't like last episode that we ever saw any hints that she even had any sort of romantic feelings towards him at all. And she didn't want, I guess, no, she didn't have a friendship with Simon. So it wouldn't have mattered if things didn't work out with Simon. So maybe, but I don't know. I feel like this was a little bit of a cop out from her in terms of reasons not to do it. Uh, so yeah, not, not great. I basically already said how I feel about this scene earlier. Um, but I just like want to again emphasize how awesome I think it is for Max to be like, we need to put that kind of stuff on pause if you're not wanting more from this, because I feel like there can be such a temptation, you know, to like still want to be involved and still want to be in her life and like still try and like kind of weasel in there a little bit. Um, so like big respect to Max for that. Uh, Lindy though, I do have, have a question here. I, I've talked about this with uh, the incredible uh, guest of the podcast, Jessica Sterling about the idea of being friends with someone and then uh, trying to move into the dating realm with them. You saying you hate this from Zoe, you hate this excuse of like, I don't want to, you know, ruin or lose the friendship. Uh, is that like a general sentiment that you have or just specific to this particular scenario? Because I feel like this is a very common like trope in media for like, I don't want to lose our friendship. You know what I mean? Yes. That is that, that is what I'm annoyed by that. This comes up so often okay. in like TV shows of someone being like, well, I we're such good friends and I can't lose. It just annoys me because it's really common. And also in this specific situation, Zoe has been annoying me all episode. Yeah. And this is what she comes. She's like, I'm finally going to tell the truth. And the reason why I don't want to be romantic with you is because we're such good friends. Like, yeah, nope. You're I'm out sorry. on that. You're done. That I'm logic so, is gone for Lindy. I'm so done with it. Yeah. Uh, I respect it. I do think there's like something there in terms of like a potential feeling of wanting to preserve a friendship over like thinking you don't work out romantically, but I'd rather you just say that like, you don't think you're going to work out romantically. Or you're not interested in the romantically than like putting the friendship angle to it. You know, like, I don't think it's absurd for people to be like, I would rather just be friends with you than be romantic, but like say that and not be like, I don't want to lose the friendship because you don't right. have to lose the friendship. There's a difference between like, oh, I'm just not that into this, so yeah. I don't want to do it, and I'd rather be friends. That's different than like, there's so much romantic tension between us, we both like each other, but oh no, like we shouldn't even try this because yes. we're such good friends, and we could lose that if we yeah, yeah, yeah. try to be in a relationship. Like, Do we think there's a lot of romantic tension between them? I know there is certainly from Max's side, but I think like that is the part of this that I am missing is yeah. that we have not really seen it from yeah. Zoe's side other than the like the weird FaceTime call that like got ended early. And I don't even know if I would put that in the category, right? Like that's the most we've seen and it's like nothing. Yeah, no, I, that, that's kind of what I was saying. It's like, we have not seen uh, outside of like last episode, we have not really seen any evidence that Zoe had even like an inkling of any sort of romantic feelings towards Max up until. Are we supposed to it. believe that this is like a lie from Zoe? Like, is that what the show is trying to tell us that she is like objectively not telling the truth here and it's actually something else? Or is this like no. what Zoe actually believes? I don't think so. I think this is I don't supposed think so to either. be the yeah. truth. Yeah. I think what she's saying is I haven't allowed myself to think about you that way because I don't want to risk losing you. Like, I think that's why we haven't seen her really consider it because she doesn't she's not letting herself i think Boy. 
Yeah, I just hate that so much considering how yeah. long she has known his feelings and like what other way does this end? <laughs> like how <laughs> what is the other path that this goes down where like it doesn't ultimately get brought up in some capacity? So like this is just I don't know. Maybe I just don't like Zoe. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, who would have who would have the sort of philosophy if you just ignore things, they'll go away. I mean, only like a crazy person <laughs> would would use that as a strategy in oh, life, right? I don't. What, I feel like you're referring to me here, but I'm trying to remember what I told you. I'm just ignoring. I feel like Adam, I, 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 multiple times you have said, I feel like you just sometimes you just ignore problems, they'll go away. I, but okay, but I stand behind that 100%. But that, I don't think that applies to like these romantic situations where your best friend feels has feelings towards you. Okay, yes, Adam has said that on the podcast before that some problems fix themselves, and I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, but that is about like, oh, my refrigerator is making a weird noise. If I ignore yes. it long enough, yes, it's stop. <laughs> exactly. My washer right now. I was making a weird noise. I'm just like, it'll be fine, right? Right. That's not about like, oh, I know for yes. sure my best friend is in love with me. And yes. so I can just not do anything and it won't ever matter. God. Like, that's different. Lindy, never before have we been on the same page <laughs> to this extent. I could not agree with you more about everything you just said. Thank you. Like, we get it. We get it. Uh... So, yes. This is, I mean... This is where, I mean, you know, it had to happen eventually that this had to, you know, all this drama had to happen with Zoe and Max. I think it was going to happen sometime and this is where it happens and we'll see where it goes from here. The only, the, the one thing I will say to Zoe's credit is that I, I agree and appreciate her comments about like, there's a lot of stuff going on with her dad. And like there, she needs some kind of like stability and doesn't want to like go out on a limb in that case. I wish she would have articulated a little bit better and like actually explained some of those feelings. But I do think there is some merit to like, there's a lot going on in her life and this is not a good time to start a relationship. So like, I can respect that a lot. Yeah. That's, that is a that's like the only credit that I'm going to give her in that situation though. Um. So then we see the guy, I don't know his name. What's the um, new caregiver's name? Do we know? Uh, I don't know if they ever said it. In the I don't episode. think they said I, it. Anyway, I the, remember. the guy. <laughs> the actor's name. The actor's name. Yes, the guy who made Mitch laugh is, uh, you know, at their house now. He's obviously been hired as the caregiver. And he's playing online poker with Mitch, which is one of the things that he joked about in the interview. And so, obviously, Mitch is loving it. And he goes to get up and get Mitch the chocolate shake that he wants. So, obviously, this is a much better fit. And Maggie is clearly happy about this. And he tells Maggie, like, I was surprised to hear from you. Like, I don't make a great first impression. But Maggie says, well, this is about what, what Mitch needs. And also, he, he sneaks some spinach into the milkshake. Okay. I love the sentiment of, like, <laughs> he's still caring and, like, puts the vegetables in there. It's, like, nutrition, whatever. Like, I like the sentiment of that. But I swear to God, if anyone <laughs> ever hands me a milkshake and I find out that you have put spinach in it, we're done. Like, we are <laughs> forever done. Also, how do you hide spinach in this? Like, it, spinach makes everything within a mile radius green. Like, it's truly. Cho it's chocolate. You, it's not. You're not going to be able to tell. I think you'd be able to tell, Lindy. I don't think so. Don't even think about it. If you <laughs> we can guess it. But... 
<laughs> Don't even think about it. Oh, and his name is Howie, by the way. Howie. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Would never have said that. That yeah, makes me no. think that he's definitely in at least another episode because uh, I, well, that name did not happen. I, I just looked up on IMDb, so that's the only reason that I, yeah. I, I could tell you what that was. Give me Howie's in every episode for the rest of the season is a prediction. All right, Howie's in every prediction. episode. Right. I, I would bet against that so quickly, but whatever. <laughs> we'll just, it's fine. To be fair, there's not that many episodes left, yeah. so it's possible. There's like five episodes. Five episodes left? Okay, left. that's maybe doable. Come on, Howie, pop off one time for me. Five times. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so... So they've ended this in a good place. They're happy with the caregiver that they chose. So that's good. Um, so then we get another elevator scene. Simon and Max are in the elevator together. Awkward. How, <laughs> how, are, how are these two? Al- whatever. T- TV magic, Adam. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and... It doesn't need to be in the elevator. Like they work together. They can just be passing each other on the same floor upon which both of them work. Elevator scenes are another level add. What like, happened they just to the add drama? Bar. They add tension. They add we're locked in a room together. Technically, like they add a, a dynamic that you can't get passing in a hallway. I, yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like the elevator like kind of forces the small talk to a certain degree that might not. I think if they were just packing the hall, they probably wouldn't have this conversation. I want the cereal bar, Todd. I want them both back at the cereal bar. Yeah, or that bread bar. Bread bar. They do have a coffee bar. I keep seeing signs for the coffee bar. That'd be excellent. Oh, I want that. Okay. <laughs> most most places of employment have coffee. But a coffee bar, like the ones at Spark Point with like so many different options. Oh, you want like all of the different creamers. Are you like a you're are you a non like cow milk creamer person? Um <laughs> why, why uh, is it taking you so long to answer that? I don't know. <laughs> Because I don't actually want to talk about coffee with you because um, the one time I did, you made fun of me. And now I never <laughs> will again. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. I See, and I could not even pretend to tell you what Lindy's coffee odor is. But now she hides it from the public. Exactly. Because the one time I told him, he <laughs> thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that she still hasn't said it and refuses to say it to the world kind of confirms that thought a little bit not gonna but lie. you'll never know so yeah. anyway mine's in like a, I, if i had like a coffee bar i would do like an iced vanilla latte give me you know a little bit of kind of vanilla creamer maybe a little bit of sugar maybe a little, a little splash of cinnamon i don't know something okay. like that sounds good i wish yeah. i had a coffee bar that's my only point here anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone should ask later. lindy for her coffee order you can ask i don't care i'm just not gonna tell you so <laughs> So she cares. She cares. <laughs> Clearly, there's some care there. Okay. Well. Okay. Back to the elevator. It's it's important. I just hated this scene so much, Lindy. I, honestly, that's like my biggest problem with this. I hated this scene so much. We'll get through it together. Look. So <laughs> Simon asks Max if uh he, uh he and Zoe were ever a thing. Cause he's like, oh, like you and Zoe are hanging out again. And then Simon says, Zoe is special, and she deserves to be with a good guy. And then Max is like. She will be one day. <laughs> I hated this scene too. Stop talking about Zoe and you have a fiance. What are you doing, Simon? You ignorant slut. Why, <laughs> Why are you? 
why are you like this? This is ridiculous. We get so little of Simon in this episode. And it's like, oh, I, Zoe needs to be with a great guy. <laughs> I hate him so much. He's so annoying. <sighs> uh, see, it does my heart good to have Adam on here to be the anti-Simon person. Because I know that anti-Simon is not actually like the, the cinema I hear from a lot of the fan base that I'm aware of. So it's nice to, to feel like I'm alone in being pro-max over Simon. Adam versus the fan base. Name a more <laughs> iconic matchup. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous, right? Like this is so, not only, okay, this could have been anyone besides Max. Let's even just pretend that it's not Max, right? Let's pretend it's like Simon's best friend, work buddy that he knows or whatever, right? This is ridiculously inappropriate. But you add on the fact that it is Max. And after all of the stuff that has happened, this is just ridiculous. This is a, a ridiculous faux pas from Simon. You should not be doing this. You do not need to be asking about how Zoe was. Did you not attend your own engagement party and see how that went? Why are you still asking about this girl in a workplace setting? After well, you've set down <laughs> boundaries like earlier in the episode. It just is ridiculous. I mean, the answer is because he's into her, but obviously. Like, he's a fiance. I, well, yeah, it's bad. He's but... a fiance who's <laughs> way hotter than Zoe. Like, I don't understand. What are we doing here? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate this a lot. I just really... <laughs> Simon is quasi evil. That's on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so that happened. And then something else happens. Um, <laughs> Zoe is leaving work. It's dark outside. So, like, no one else is there except Leaf and Joan are, like, still working together. And so Leaf is telling Joan, like, I've had a blast working on this with you. Like, you're intelligent and creative and beautiful. And then he sings, I put a spell on you. Mm. And then, you know, Leaf is like, I think there's something special here. And Joan says, but that's something definitely shouldn't happen. It's a terrible idea. And Leaf is like, I couldn't agree more. And then they kiss. And of course, Zoe is just watching. <laughs> like a creeper. And just like backs away. <laughs> Mm. let me just tell you <laughs> every part of this was so tantalizing oh my <laughs> god oh my god <laughs> like this i feel, had me I feel feeling... the way adam said that i feel dirty i don't know I, the way he's creepy i felt dirty too Todd. like <laughs> ew um the ever i loved every part of this so much um i made me really like leaf i think that i'm like fascinated to see where this goes maybe just as a general rule don't call your boss beautiful but whatever you know live your life leaf i guess um and let me just say i put a spell on you all time song just full stop all time song um i have favorite versions of this song i'd be curious if you guys have favorite versions of this song as well uh leaf nails it my only complaint is i wanted a little bit more instrumentation i wanted like a full big brass section there to just like mm, really get it going um but if you have not heard the version of this song by annie lennox you absolutely need to uh it is life-changing and her vocals are just incredible I, like every part of this worked for me this was a 10 out of 10 way to end the episode my only complaint was that zoe was in this shot like i, <laughs> I did not <laughs> really want her to be there um but there you go they're kissing i'm intrigued tell me more i'm 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 into it i'm fascinated by it i want it in any way you're willing to give it to me Leaf maybe has the best voice on the show. 
uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, I've I've said in the past that a uh, anytime Leaf sings, I'm just you know blown away. I think Leaf and Mo are by far the two best performers on the show, in in my my opinion. Uh, Skylar Aston's great as well, but I don't know, there's just something about Leaf's performances that just I'm always like blown away by. I think they've and nothing else. I think they've done a much better job of song selection for him oh, yeah. on the show so far than Scott. I think if you just got like Skylar Aston the right song you know, he can knock it out of the park, but I feel like they haven't really done a great job of giving Skylar Aston like the, the best songs. Where yeah. I feel like with both Mo and Leaf, we've gotten a lot more songs that really play to their strengths. Uh but yeah, this is this is a great a great performance. Uh his dancing kind of cracks me up a little bit, but in a in a good way. You know, it is kind of like he's just this awkward white guy dancing as he's singing this really sultry song and he's like his vocal just amazing it's just this weird dichotomy but it really works for me uh yeah i love this i don't love the whole boss employee hookup thing that's you know not great but uh other than that the song itself uh love I enjoyed it. Certainly nowhere near as much as Adam. That was a creepy level of enjoyment. <laughs> a creepy level of enjoyment. You weren't tantalized. Listen, sometimes <laughs> you just have to be tantalized and get, you know, really close to the microphone like that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a skill I'm still working on. Well, you know, it was tantalizing and that's our episode. Yeah, that's the episode. Season one, episode seven of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, gosh, everyone really needs to listen to the Annie Lennox version of I Put a Spell on You because it is just life changing. Um, I'm like yeah, Loki about to put it in the outro of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I've ever heard it. For me, like the Credence Clearwater is the version that I'm the most familiar with. Sure, because the Credence is like like the songs on my you like my parents and Credence albums listen to all the time. So that's the now I think of this song, that's the version that I think of. I don't know if I've heard any I love any Linux, but I don't think I've it's heard that. It's so version. good. Uh, there's also a version where she is uh doing a duet with Hozier, uh singing Take Me to Church into I Put a Spell on You that they do to get it's just it's it's legendary. Um it's Ugh, I'm like, I'm gonna have to go listen to it after this. Uh, it's so good. Um, this was an interesting episode. I again, like I said before, I walked away from this episode not really liking Zoe as much as I did walking into the episode. I think I said that like right off the top of the podcast, and it has remained true throughout the entirety. Um, we'll see what happens with the max of it all. They're obviously still working together, so it's not like we could really get out of that situation. Maybe Simon should deal with his fiance and you know, maybe engage with her a little bit from time to time. Uh, I don't know. Just a thought. Um, maybe say hi to your fiance sometimes. Uh, and I'm hoping that we get what's his face, the caregiver for the next five episodes, just to prove that prediction. Right. Uh, for literally no other reason than that, because I actually uh, have not been enjoying any of the family life of Zoe stuff as much as I did that very first episode. I feel like that has really fallen off a cliff for me um, just in terms of like the things that I'm interested in in the story. And I hope that they are going to pick that back up again and make things more interesting and engaging, especially considering what I think is going to be the end of season one. Could be the start of season two. I don't know. I just hope we get a little bit more from that, but it's not very engaging to me right now. I don't know if do you guys feel differently about like the, the Zoe's family stuff. I feel like that's just not hitting for me as much as any of the other stuff is. Um, I'm definitely not as down as you are. I feel like the emotionality isn't there as much as there was in the first episode. Um, but I'm not, I'm not down on it, but I 
definitely not as high on it as I was like after after the first episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's do our uh, scores and uh, our spark points and uh, stuff and get out of here. Uh, a little less conversation is the first one we have. Lindy, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you have here for a little less conversation? Uh, yeah, not into it. I'm going to go with 1.5. 1.5 for Lindy. Todd, what about you? I'm going to go just a little bit above 1.5 just because I thought this was better than her How you Can How can You Mend a Broken Heart. And I get that one to 1.5, but uh, it's uh, 1.6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and see, I don't even know if it was better than How I Came Into Broken Heart, but it was, like, right there. Give me a point eight for this one. Uh, honestly, probably should be lower, all things considered. Uh, Todd, if I can't have you. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really great performance. I enjoyed the flash mob of it all. I, I enjoyed the comedy of Zoe slowly realizing, oh, wait, uh, this is really happening. I'm going to give this one a four. Uh, that's like somewhat close to what I have this. I, I had this at like a 3.4. Um, I like maybe wanted it to be a little bit higher, but I just like, couldn't, I don't know. There was something about this that like, didn't feel good. And I didn't love the, I don't know. There, this just like, didn't hit for me as much as I would have wanted it to Loki. I wish this was a heart song instead of like a flash mob. I don't know. Uh, Lindy, what about you? If I can't have you, I really enjoyed this one and I'm giving it a 4.5. Wow, 4.5 from Lindy. Uh, we'll stay with you, Lindy. Don't speak. Uh, don't speak. Yeah, this was not in the upper tier, but it was not bad by any means, so it's getting a 3. A 3 from Lindy. Uh, I'm definitely under that for sure. Uh, I'm at a 1.7 for this. Wow. I really wanted it to be higher, but like I just had too many fundamental issues with how it was presented and how we like actually got the song. Um I the one thing I'll say with this one, I do think if it was just straight up, we got to hear Tobin go for it on this song fully, I would definitely be in the three range. Um, it's just like not what we saw though, unfortunately. So, uh, Todd, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely higher on it than you guys are. Uh, I, I agree that I, I do wish we could have gotten like a full version of him doing it without the cutaways, but I think I understand why they did the cutaways and some of the cutaways of like him in the background singing. A, uh, while in the foreground Zoe's talking to Max, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 3.5. Uh, okay, uh, Todd, we'll stay with you for uh, Bailamos. Uh, yeah, so for Bailamos, uh, again, I thought it was fine. Uh, I didn't think it was a bad song, but I think that we've seen much better from Mo, but there's nothing really bad about it. I'm going to give it, I guess, uh, 3.3. Okay, Lindy, what about you? Yeah, again, I thought this was good, but not, you know, my favorite or anything. So it's getting a three. Yeah, I'm at like a 2.5 overall here, just under TikTok. Um, and so I, as you as you can kind of see with at least my score so far going into this final song, I think this was very much the lowest music uh, episode of the season for me. Um, however, we bring it fully back. Because I Put a Spell on You is a very easy five for me. I absolutely love this performance, love the song. I thought it was uh, just really enthralling on all ends of the spectrum here. Lindy, what about you? I Put a Spell on You. I was not as enthralled, but I still thought it was really good. So it's getting a four. A four from Lindy and Todd? Uh, yeah, I think for me, it gets a 4.5. 4.5, okay. And, uh, and I do want to point out that I think like, uh, we'd have to look at the averages, but the Joan specific e episode, Adam, I feel like you 
overall gave several songs a pretty low scores on that one. That was the Jesus Christ Superstar though one, right? Yeah, but that was the I... only that was the only song that you rated high in that episode. Everything right. else is kind of like you gave multiple songs below a one on that one, so or one or less on that one. So okay, so we've had some tough, uh, tough yeah, long yeah. episodes. So, Although even in the bad ones, there are still some fives to be found there, which I is is really good. I do enjoy that kind of you know that element of it. Um, okay, Todd, who this episode made your heart sing? I feel like there aren't a lot of options here, really. Uh, but for me, it's probably going to be Mo. Because uh, I think, uh, again, like, I don't have a lot of options. Mo is kind of like my, my default. But I do think that Mo gave some really good advice. I think that the scene between Mo and Zoe was, like, really a uh, really good of Mo, like, pushing Zoe about where to go. I, honestly, my other option was, like, Tobin. Because I kind of, like, Tobin, a uh, like, kind of coming to terms, like, like, you know, owning up to things like that. I think the scene between him and Leaf is like, was like really sweet. Uh, so he was like my, my other option there, but also it's Tobin. So, and he, he like, you know, drank Goldschlager and so it was his favorite drink ever. So it's kind of hard to give him my heart sing with that. But yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Todd gives another point to Mo. So we don't have to give points to Mo, I guess, this, this season. <laughs> Lindy, Todd's got it covered. Um, I have two people that I am between. But I'm gonna let Lindy go and see if see if one of them gets taken, so I can give the other one a point. Lindy, who made your heart sing this episode? Well, like Todd said, I did not find myself with a lot of options. Um, it was absolutely, positively not Zoe. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, and even though I sided with Max, it's not that anything he was going through like made me happy or anything, unfortunately. So uh, I am going to also pick Mo because, like Todd said, Mo gave great advice, was a good friend to Zoe, but he was also getting it on with Eddie. Um, and that's going well. So I was happy for Mo with that. So overall, definitely Mo for this episode. Okay. Um, I was not even considering Mo, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked. Um, and I, I don't know. I like Mo, but I, nothing, nothing like standing out to me at this point. I'm really considering giving it to Max just because I feel like I have a lot of respect for him, not only expressing the feelings that he has in that, like, you know, actually like saying them out loud to Zoe. I think that that's like a hard thing to do. And I, I respect him a lot for doing it, but also I respect like how that whole rejection thing went down um and him putting up boundaries am i talking myself into it the other person i'm considering is leaf um just like for full transparency here because that last song was just spectacular um and i <laughs> i like the initiative he's like trying to take but also you know whatever like the boss stuff like uh you know uh <laughs> i could maybe do without like the romantic element of the boss stuff so i'm between max and leaf this is really really tough um should i just pick autumn and and you know just uh do it that way probably not autumn wasn't even uh, in the episode yeah but... not even the episode i think i think we might have to like put our foots down about <laughs> <laughs> is that where is that where the line is i drew um, the line at the table but you didn't you listen <laughs> Yeah, well, now that we've let the table in. Um, okay, I'm just going to The table was in the gut. episode. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to go with my gut, uh, and I'm just going to say Leaf, because I really, really love that song, and I'm intrigued by his storyline going forward. I also really liked the the friendship resolution between him and Tobin. I liked that show of support. I'm excited to see where he takes that. Um, and he has the best voice on the cast, so I'm all for it. Uh, that's who made my heart sing this episode. 
Um, any prediction stuff, Todd, that we need to, to go yeah. over? So I think two predictions actually wound up a, uh, being resolved in this episode. Ooh, okay. Uh, the first was a, uh, we were a little iffy last time, but, you know, Mo getting a romantic interest, I think we can kind of safely say this episode, that one came true. So oh, Adam's yeah. prediction that Mo would get a romantic interest came true this episode. The other one that a, uh, did not come true was at the end of last week. Uh, whenever we asked Adam, what do you think Zoe's extraordinary confession would be? He thought it was going to be her confessing her feelings to Simon. Uh, where instead it was her confessing her uh, powers to uh, Max. Okay. So uh, that is the first. So, so far we've had four of Adam's predictions a resolved, three have come true, and one has not. Um, okay. That's pretty good. That's still a pretty good mark overall. Yeah, uh, do we know the title of the next episode? Yes. So the next episode is Zoe's Extraordinary Glitch. Oh, uh, okay. I think this is like something work related, like the like a big glitch in in a project at work of some kind. Maybe Alrighty. she screws something up with the coding because she's so distracted by being uh, pursued by an engaged man nonstop, twenty four seven. That's <laughs> uh, okay. So, anything else to clean up with the predictions before we get out of here, Todd? Uh, no, I will say that right now, uh, we're still up in the air about the Autumn thing. Uh, right now, uh, Thomas is on the running with Autumn only being in one episode. You're still on the running. It could be more. Uh, the other one that we haven't really touched on is the how many more F-bombs would there be in this This one season? was an S, not yes. an F. Yeah, so basically the last, uh, since we started that, the last two episodes, it's been S's and not F's. So right now... A, uh, the S's are in the lead, but there's still some time for Tom's prediction of four or more to come true. Four or more is five left. I feel pretty good about that one. Yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, it's, you know, there's not a lot of room, but there is a little bit of room for, uh, for the F's to come back if we have like a nice big F bomb streak. But it's looking <laughs> likely that Adam is going to win, uh, that prediction between okay. Tom and Adam. We love to Any see other it. predictions a uh, spring to mind from this episode? Adam? I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I've already predicted kind of the stuff that I think is going to end the season. And so, you know, once we get to that point, I anticipate a lot of predictions between seasons and, and yeah. we'll go from there. So um, I think that's it for that. Uh, let's get out of here under two hours. Uh, well done. Way to keep it nice and tidy here. Uh, Lindy, what are you up to? What's going on? What, what What is going on in your life, Lindy, besides being very cagey about your coffee order? Uh, not much is going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I was saying, I'm not that interesting, but uh, I'm on Twitter at TV Lindy and our podcast Twitter One CXG Podcast. Amazing, Todd. What about you? What's uh, what's going on in your life? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. Uh, you can catch me on Post Show Recaps talking about uh, season one, episode nine of Poker Face with Grayson Ariel. That was a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, yeah, I think that's about everything I have going on at the moment. Yeah, really strong episode uh, of Poker Face and, uh, of course, really strong episode of the podcast as well. That was very fun to listen to, to you three talk about that. Uh, I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Man Adam one uh, Also, you can find me uh, talking about how I met your father, Sarah Ferguson, and I uh, recorded a couple hours of that earlier today. So that'll be coming out. Uh, will have already come out uh, by the time that this is, this is out. Um, episode six and seven of season two. Very, very fun stuff. We talked 
uh, I guess we talked about the episode a little bit, but it was it was a lot of fun uh, getting together to talk about that. I was also uh, in a, uh, um, a Death Draft podcast for you, the TV show with the absolutely incredible Marissa Garza. Um, we are uh, excited to see who wins that draft. Uh, the The second part of the season will uh, already have dropped by the time this releases. It's one of the shows that I'd recommend right now. There's a few on right now. Um, that I definitely recommend. So Poker Face, as Todd said, I always recommend you. Um, and then the other show that I'd recommend that I'm not even podcasting about is Daisy Jones and the Six. Very, very fun show. The first three episodes of that released on Amazon Prime. I would highly recommend talking about uh, going to to watch that as well. Um, and finally, I am talking about Doctor Who uh, with Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Wood. We're taking a week off, but then when we come back, we're going to be doing a little bit of a reset as the podcast will be joining the main feed of Post Show Recap. So uh, you'll be able to find that there with the three of us doing a little bit of reset before we get to our next series. Um, but next week, we'll be back here um, talking about season one, episode eight of Zoe's Extraordinary Plays with the three of us. Uh, and until then. Uh, but don't want to announce our guest. Do we want to announce our guest right now? That's the question. That's the that's the question right now. Should we? I was te- I, I, mean, I was you know being a little cagey trying to tee it up with but uh, like like Lindy's coffee order. But let's <laughs> open the lid of the cop of the podcast coffee order. Uh, Todd, who's going to be with us next week? Yeah, well, I do want to say we did announce a guest last week, but unfortunately couldn't join us. But hopefully we'll be able to have Martha on again a, a next season. But this next is always week, the danger of, of announcing yeah, guests before they. Happen. I know, but we've announced every other guest, so I would I wouldn't want our next guest to be a sad boy, even though he loves maybe about sad boys uh, it's the great touchdown tommy will be joining us next week for zoe's extraordinary glitch touchdown tommy we love to have tommy back on the podcast that's gonna be so exciting we will be back here the three of us as well as the absolutely incredible tommy uh next week talking about season one episode eight of zoe's extraordinary playlist here on one indescribable podcast and until then bye